After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is an Around the A off-season update with David Foote and Patrick Williams on the Sports Podcasting Network. It's a bit of a breaking news edition of Around the A on the Sports Podcasting Network. Our off-season update series continues. We were going to take a week off this week because of some technical issues on on my side of things, Pat. But, uh, of course, as the universe tends to uh, work its magic, we get some breaking news here this week, and we had to make sure we got in as soon as we could to, to break it down. The American Hockey League announcing this week it has pushed its tentative uh, start date back to February 5th from December 4th. It's a couple of extra months. I think it's going to make a big difference in uh, the planning. Should they be able to get a season going? Uh, What was your reaction to that news, which uh, I do believe we had a little bit of inside info on? Yes, we did. Uh, You knew about that uh, earlier today, uh, which is Wednesday, uh, depending on when you're listening to it. But uh, yeah, February 5th is a start. Uh, Um. We knew it was going to get pushed back that December 4th date. Um, really, I think, you know, for the past four to six weeks was uh, looking uh, um, pretty shaky. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it went, I think it was pushed back a little bit further than maybe some people expected. Um, but that also coincides with the, the recent jump in numbers uh, on, on both sides of the border. Um Canadian numbers have been going up. Uh, Manitoba, I know, has been hit uh, uh, quite hard recently. And then, obviously, the United States, uh, the numbers have, uh, have jumped again. Uh, I think last week, they had 85,000 cases in one day, which was a, which was a new high uh, for the U.S. So um, it's one of those things where just when you think, okay, maybe you're starting to turn the corner, well, Mother Nature has another... Uh, Another uh, surprise in store. So um, this buys the league a little bit more time. Uh, it uh, gives them a little bit more flexibility, but it also does uh, push things uh, further to the brink. I think uh, you, if you're looking at uh, February starts, you don't have a whole much, a whole lot more wiggle room at this point uh, beyond that. Um, Scott Housen, uh, when he was on with us uh, a couple weeks back, the new president of the league, uh, mentioned a possible March start, but uh, um, that I think would be the uh, the outer limit. Uh, I think anything beyond that would be very difficult. Yeah, and obviously uh, a couple more months gives them some more time to sort out the border, but perhaps more importantly, 
to monitor the uh, public health situation in the 31 markets and maybe get some bodies in the seats because uh, every market is, for the most part, on a different page when it comes to how it's handling the pandemic, what sort of uh, protocols are in place, um, you know, who might be allowed to have some fans, who can't have any. And I think the league wants to at least, you know, have some sort of even footing before they say, all right, we're going to go back and, and get at it. And I think uh, as we talked to Scott Housen a few weeks ago, that probably hasn't changed is uh, not having fans in the building is still likely not an option. I think some fans would need to be in the building financially for it to make sense. Uh, I could be wrong and they could decide, no, we just need to get the games in. But uh, from where I sit, it seems like uh, you've got to have some bodies uh, in the seats to, to make this thing viable. I think at this point, having bodies in the seats, uh, not even so much about uh, uh, trying to make profits. It's, it's just trying to minimize your losses. Uh, I spoke as part of a, a conference call with uh, Howard Dolgan, Syracuse Crunch owner, and uh, his exact quote was, we know we're not making money this year. We want to minimize our losses. Um, you and I both know, I think anybody that, that follows this league knows that minor league hockey is is a tough sell in a lot of markets. Uh, there's a ton of competition for that entertainment dollar. And um, when you're, you're up against a pandemic on top of that, uh, you're just in a really tight spot. So um, it's one thing to, to try to sell tickets when, when uh, things are normal. It's another thing to try to sell tickets when um, there's government restrictions, there are health restrictions um, there are financial restrictions. Uh, we've we've gone over this extensively. Uh, uh, a lot of fans in a lot of markets uh, have been hit hard. Uh, this is the primarily middle class, so working class fan base. Uh, and a lot of those fans uh, have either had job loss or furloughs, or they're at the very least uh, maybe not feeling all that secure with their jobs. Uh, mm. Same thing with sponsorships. Uh, um, businesses now are in a tight spot and maybe there's not money in the budget this year to, to buy an ad on the boards or put an ad at center ice. Uh, so those are all the issues to sort through. Uh, but I, I, I do think there's been a shift in thinking uh, going from, well, how do we make money, money this year to how do we avoid major, major losses? So uh, I think, uh, Scott Halston said, you know, flexibility is going to be the name of the game this season. And uh, I think that even is going to extend right down to uh, the financial picture because a lot of teams are going to be facing a, a really steep battle uphill. So we'll see. But, uh, you know, I think this news is is a classic case today of uh, uh, glass half full, glass half empty. If you're if you're an optimist, you're you're of the mindset. Well, OK, great. Uh, they didn't cancel the season. It's February 5th. All right. I can work with that. If you're a pessimist, you're maybe more of the mindset that's OK. This is two months later. This is uh, that much closer to uh, being too late to really have a season. So uh, I really think it comes down to a mindset. And, uh, you know, that's something that every owner, all 31 clubs will have to, to sort through uh, both uh, in terms of how they feel about it and also just uh, what their economic picture looks like. This is a breaking news uh, around the A offseason update. David Foote and Patrick Williams here. Um, if you're trying to follow along with all the latest AHL headlines, uh, make sure to, uh, first of all, subscribe to the podcast. Rate us as well. Uh, make sure you don't miss an episode, but give us a follow on social media too, at Around the A Pod. Uh, you can find Pat 
at P Williams NHL. And you can find me at footy on the air and uh, we'll help you to uh, navigate through what news we do get, because I think things might heat up a little bit here over the next couple months. Um, as again, the AHL has uh, announced that February 5th is the new tentative start date. Tentative being the key word, Pat, as we've said since they uh, initially put out December 4th as a tentative date, it's it's not set in stone by any means. Um, a lot still has to be figured out. And to this point, a lot of the things they were trying to figure out for December still haven't been figured out. So they're buying themselves a little bit more time. Um, is it workable if, let's say, you know, the stars align and everything falls into place and they can get a formula uh, that allows them to start playing February 5th. Is it a workable situation? Uh, I think if everybody stays flexible, it is. I think the, the thing I keep hearing over and over, it's going to be a, a very regionalized schedule. Now, hmm. I'm not entirely sure how much more regionalized the schedule in this league could get. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you, you know as well as anybody uh, with the Belleville Senators, it feels like. Laval and, and the Marlies are coming into town every other week and uh, you're going uh, to those markets every other week. And that's really the, the case across the league, uh, whatever uh, corner of the league you're in. Uh, but uh, circumstances are going to uh, dictate that even more this year uh, uh, for AHL clubs that's, uh, that do travel by plane. Um, this is primarily a commercial flight league. Occasionally deep, deep into the playoffs, uh, some of your uh, maybe – uh, more um, well-off clubs will uh, get a charter flight, uh, you know, depending on uh, where they're, uh, where they're heading. Uh, you know, I know the Marlies uh, do that sometimes uh, in the playoffs, but I mean, most clubs generally, if they fly they're they're lining up at the airport, like the rest of us. And uh, right now airline travel, depending on uh, who you talk to medically, uh, it's a little, a little, little scary uh at least uh you know depending on on, on whose opinion you ask so sure. um there are four you know, what there are i would say at least four clubs right now that are, are definitely what i would call all air travel clubs that's charlotte uh the texas stars the colorado eagles the manitoba moose uh the tucson roadrunners uh do a fair share of uh their fair share of uh airline travel as well. Uh, but it's, it's a tough decision right now. If you're, um, if you are one of those more far flung teams, uh, how do you, uh, uh, get your players around? Uh, you, you certainly, if you're the Texas stars busing from, uh, Cedar park, Texas up to the U S Midwest. I mean, that's, that's a long bus ride. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's asking a lot. And I think, uh, that would be a tough haul. So, but as we've seen, um, just when you think everything uh, sort of figured out with this pandemic, uh, things change. States uh, have changed their guidelines at different points. Uh, some states have loosened up, some have tightened up. Uh, and that goes the same right across the Canadian provinces as well. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, perhaps there are at least a few clubs that do not uh, play this season. Um, maybe you have to go on hiatus for a year. Uh, that's, that's a decision every club is going to have to assess. Uh, it, you know, do we take on the costs of playing without uh, necessarily uh, all the revenues coming in? And do we, uh, how do we factor in our travel costs and how do we uh, navigate safety versus uh, 
uh, logistics. So there, there, there's some tough, tough issues for some clubs out there, especially, um, you look at a team like the Utica Comets though, the Syracuse Crunch, uh, they're very well positioned in terms of, uh, geography. Uh, they're right in the thick of, uh, Eastern conference map. Uh, some of the California clubs, uh, are similar in that regard. Midwestern teams, I mean, the HL has always liked having its pockets of clubs. You have the Eastern pocket, you have, uh, uh, the Midwest pocket, you have the, the, the California pocket. You had a Texas pocket back uh, before San Antonio left. Um, and I think that strategy has uh, definitely helped the league at least have some optimism this year that uh, it might be possible to have a season because uh, you can now do a lot of bus rides uh, up and back, uh, leave, leave in the afternoon, play the game, be back home uh, by midnight. So uh, in a pandemic, that happens to be especially convenient. And I think uh, um, it's one of those situations where uh, the AHL's uh, you know, foresight and uh, just their, their way they've always constructed this league uh, is going to possibly pay off for them. When you talk about uh, regionalizing the schedule uh, even more, there's been a lot of discussion and a rumor that perhaps the Canadian affiliate, sorry, the American affiliates of Canadian teams could get moved north of the border if uh, if the Canada-U.S. border situation doesn't get figured out. Uh, and the NHL, in fact, goes with a, an all-Canadian division. Um, that itself would be an extremely complicated thing, and uh, it would uh, perhaps change the regionalization of the schedule um, to a, a massive span of uh, across Canada. And I just can't see a team like Belleville uh, flying out west if, if let's say, that's where Stockton and, and Bakersfield and Utica end up getting based if that's what happens. Uh, again, we don't know. It, it just seems like such a logistical and uh, uh, financial mess that perhaps, you know, the, the three uh, eastern Canadian teams, if you will, Belleville, Toronto, Laval, might play each other anyways and even though the NHL does a full scale Canadian division, the AHL may not be able to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been told uh, kind of time and time again, and not so many words, um, uh, everything's on the table, right? I mean, all your conventional thinking that typically you would have uh, in a given season or um, with this league, uh, a lot of it's uh, going out the window right now. And uh, um I think we'll see some clubs possibly if there is in fact a season um, do some things that maybe none of us would have uh, foreseen even a few months ago. Uh, mm -hmm. um, but that, that is a very good point that you, that you bring up because uh, if you're, if, if those, let's say those three teams are somewhere in Western Canada, either in their home NHL city or somewhere nearby, um, then you're putting the, those players on a plane uh, to fly all the way across the country to, let's say, play a game in Belleville, Laval, and Toronto. Same thing with the Manitoba Moose, who are kind of, um, they've always been stranded out there in the uh, the middle of the AHL map. Uh, you know, I can tell you, covering that cl club, uh, you know, as a beat writer, um, the Moose have always had some really rough road trips. Uh, um, you know, you're looking at 10 to 14 day trips a lot of times, anywhere from six to eight games. Uh, so that's in the best of the circumstances. Um, yeah, you have that kind of travel now. What, what do you do where um, flights are possibly uh, less available uh, because a lot of airlines have, have cut routes and uh, um, that's another issue. I mean, if, if you look at some of the smaller HL mid-sized uh, cities, 
uh, in both the U.S. and the, and, and Canada. Um, airline travel, uh, because it's down so much, a lot of airlines um, have cut back on routes uh, or, or cut them out altogether. So um, you may not necessarily be able to fly from point A to point B so easily as, as you once did. So uh, those are those are tough decisions. And, and I think the thing that makes it even tougher is is it's not even so much that things have changed, it's that they, they can change again and again and again. So um, you may make a, a plan now and think you have everything figured out. And then uh, a month from now, that plan is, is no more because uh, the government or the province or, or somebody has um, enacted a new restriction or, or what have you. And uh, now you got to go back to the drawing board. So um, between that and between the border, like you say, I mean, the border is locked down pretty, pretty tight now. Um, it's going to be difficult uh, to really work through that. I mean, and even, you know, if you're looking at, let's say you play a season until June where the Canadian, Canadian clubs stay within Canada. Um, but let's say one of them makes, makes it to the final and the border's still shut. Then what do you do? Right. Mm-hmm. So you just have a lot of really complicated decisions uh, ahead. And it's one of those situations, I've said this before, I find that every time you think you have an answer, two more obstacles pop up. <laughs> and then you're like, all right, well, I'll try that. Well, nope. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, uh, you know, you know, playing a video game or something where, you know, you, you back yourself into a corner and you just, everything you think you can do, uh, you know, you just end up getting uh, further and further lost. So, um, yeah, I, I don't envy Scott Halson. I don't envy anybody in the lead office, the PHPA, certainly anyone at the NHL level, um, trying to untangle this mess. Uh, and I think the most uh, disappointing part of this all is this situation started seven and a half months ago. Um, mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like we're all that much further along. Uh, you know, you look at where we are on March 12th, uh, October 28th, when we're doing this show, um, we're still seeing cases left and right. Um, we're still seeing restrictions everywhere uh, as a result of those cases. And uh, we don't have a whole lot more in the way of answers necessarily than we did um, even early in the summer. I mean, when they originally announced that December 4th uh, start date, it was July 30th when they made that announcement. And here we are um, three months later and we're just pushing the deadline back. Uh, so, um, I, that's what I find, uh, probably most disappointing here is that we really don't have, it doesn't feel like we've, we've made up much ground. I mean, um, the research continues in terms of a uh, vaccine, but, uh, in terms of what's, uh, um, the rest of us non-scientists are doing, uh, we're kind of spinning our wheels here and not really getting any further ahead uh, than we were months ago. Yeah, and it's obviously at no fault of the league or anybody no. uh, anywhere, really, uh, because, you know, the virus is still uh, has so much question around, uh, you know, it and how to handle it and things like that. Uh, but it is nice to at least have a little bit of uh, we had said solid, uh, if you want to call it solid knowledge, at least that um, we have, you know, we don't have to be waiting and wondering if it's going to be December. We know now that perhaps maybe February buys everybody a little bit of time to kind of regroup and uh, evaluate. And and then we'll see what happens uh, come the new year. We'll take five more minutes or so on this uh, around the A off season update, a breaking news edition uh, the American hockey league will 
try to restart its season or start its season, I should say, on February the 5th. We talked a little bit before we started the show about how this is kind of strike two of three, right? Like um, as, as much as it is a doable situation, if they can get going in February, anything past that makes life a lot more difficult. Yeah, you start start you know doing some rough back of the back of the what cocktail nap, and I think that's the expression uh, math, um, and uh, it gets very messy. Uh, you, you you figure if you want to have a meaningful season, you need at least let's say three to four months um, uh, of a regular season, and then you have a some sort of a playoff, but you also have the constraint at, at the other end of uh, you want to wrap this thing up uh, you know, at least somewhere within their uh, generally close to when you would typically wrap up the season. You don't want to be playing deep, deep into the summer. Uh, remember this league, you have a lot of players that uh, uh, sign over in Europe after the AHL season ends. So uh, let's say you're a veteran player and uh, you're, you're planning to play in the KHL next season. Well, you don't necessarily want to be playing deep into July uh, when, when you have to go over to Europe uh, and start playing, a, you know, right away afterwards. So uh, that's one of the concerns. Um, uh, and then just simply, you know, for players, uh, you know, even your young prospects need a break at some point, mm-hmm. um, you know, you don't want to be playing deep into uh, July or even into August and then uh, try to bring them back. If you want to have a start of a uh, regular season uh, sometime in October of 21, um, you have to wrap things up. Uh, so uh, this midseason may have to be a little bit uh, constricted, not only, uh, you know, at the start, but uh, also uh, wrap things up uh, fairly quickly in terms of the playoffs uh, so that you don't play that deeply into the summer. The, the league says any further information or details on the 2020-21 season, which effectively becomes the 2021 season, uh, is still to be determined the return to play committee will continue to work on, uh, you know, figuring things out from here. But again, we do know that uh, February 5th is the new tentative start date as uh, the American hockey league tries to figure out a way to get a season in any final thoughts on this, Pat, before we wrap things up. Um, I'll I'll, I'll simply echo what every uh, person within hockey I've spoken with, uh, you know, people that are in these rooms making these decisions or at least, flies on the wall for those decisions and it's it's stay flexible um because we'll probably have a few more twists and turns that we don't anticipate uh even at this point um and uh flexibility is going to be key and i think the the second message would just be uh follow all the protocols that the health officials um are uh, asking you to follow uh whether or not you not believe you believe in them um uh, i think it's incumbent on all of us uh uh, if we want to get this thing behind us, uh, which I think we all do, where, wherever you stand on this topic, uh, we all want this thing gone. Um, the sooner everybody uh, buys in and gets this thing uh, uh, out of our hair once and for all, I think the better off we'll all be and we'll uh, be able to start to get things back to normal and um, not have this uh, state of limbo that we've all been stuck in for seven and a half months. Yeah, stay flexible, stay hopeful, and stay tuned to uh, Around the A on the Sports Podcasting Network. We'll have all the latest uh, headlines for you as they continue to break through this extended offseason, which, again, will stretch till at least February 5th 
of next year. Uh, that'll do it for us here. Uh, make sure to follow us again uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, subscribe, rate the show, uh, reach out to us on social media at Around the A Pod, at P Williams NHL, at Footy on the Air. We'd love to chat with you uh, about what you think might happen over the next couple of months. And uh, be sure, again, to stay tuned uh, to your podcast feeds. Uh, We'll be back again next week with uh, another interview with one of the uh, longtime coaches in the American Hockey League, Roy Sommer of the San Jose Barracuda, will be with us next week. This has been an Around the A off-season update on the Sports Podcasting Network. Stay up to date on the latest news and notes from the American Hockey League by subscribing to Around the A wherever you get your podcasts. And find us on social media at Around the A Pod. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.